Welcome to The Lawyer's Daughter. It's Jen Carroll. And as you have figured out, things are going fast and furious now. Yesterday was tough, but I'll tell you about that in a minute. The good news is, thank God, I finally slept. And so today I feel so much better. It's Saturday morning or maybe it's Saturday noon. Anywho, as my grandmother used to say, I wanted to just catch you guys up on some things and also so I have a record of what's going on so I don't forget, but there's been a lot happening. First, I'm going to tell you what's happening today just because I know um, y'all are curious and actually I feel so excited about this. Chris is holding another gathering pre-court. This is just to meet other survivors that we haven't met before. So for me, I'm going to get to meet Shelly Cruz, I hope, Janelle's sister in real life. She and I have talked on the phone, but we haven't ever been in the same place at the same time. So I'm really looking forward to that because, of course, we share a deeper past being part of the murders in Southern California. And then we have some of the other rape victims that are going to come, some that are official, some that are unofficial, which I freaking hate, but it just has to do with um, kismet and whether somebody decided, somebody in law enforcement decided your case got to be in the big case or not. So enough of that crap. If you believe you were raped by D'Angelo, you were raped by D'Angelo. I'm sorry, but that's just how the Jen Carroll rules of the game are going to go. So, and, and these folks are all people that are planning to be on court on Monday. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I cannot describe well enough for you the two, there's kind of two huge emotions that are happening. One is this um, almost a kind of euphoria and, the, and that euphoria is nothing to do with D'Angelo, honestly, at least not that I've seemed to hear. This is not a euphoria tied to the criminal. This is a euphoria tied to literally surviving. I have watched now and heard, and I and it, it, it's weird, I, as I say all the time, I don't have a body memory, right? My dad and Charlene were murdered. I have this other horrible knowledge of what they went through, and, and because I tend to be too empathetic sometimes, I think I actually experience it a little too much just from imagining. But what I've watched with the women who, and the men who have lived through this and do have body memories and survived, which gives me such joy that people survived, is this ferocious um, claim to their pain and to their survival. And watching how these women have come around, and it's been mostly men, women, but in fact, I've seen some of the men too. In the case like of Gay's husband, Bob, he's he's just, he's had to learn a different way to be with this too. And it's, I think it's been amazing. So, but, but mostly it's this fierceness and this, this, resilience and this desire to own what's theirs. So one of the things that's happened, and I'll be damned if I ever thought Chris Pedretti would be this woman, she feels so strongly that she wants to stand on Monday and not be Jane Doe number whatever, god-awful number, but not be Jane Doe of that date and time, but instead be herself. Well, apparently we can't get the names read. That's not how it works. It will be Jane Doe, but she had them check and got the judge to approve her ability to stand when her charges are read. And that now is something we're sharing with everybody If you're going to be in court and you are a survivor, please know that you should feel very comfortable if you want to stand when your charges are read, whether they're read as charges like we have for the murders and for the kidnappings, or they're read as crimes for which supposedly he will take responsibility. 
feel encouraged and stand in your power because that's what I uh, I have heard is going to happen and I know I will stand and I know Chris and Gay are planning to stand and I believe many others as I've seen the conversations fly around and I swear to God I want to just scream with joy over that so that's that's one kind of emotion happening and no guys I can't say this enough we're standing for all of you for everyone that lived through Sacramento Everybody that lived through being terrorized in their community, Visalia, we got you. I know, Visalia, that this you're still being treated as the ugly stepchild, but we got your backs, babies. We know what you've been through. We know what happened over in Tulare County, and we are 100% down for you as well. So while this is a bittersweet victory in that you guys' crimes may not have been clearly associated in any formal way, who cares? Because we know what the truth is, and we know that shit went down. And while we may not have answers for Jennifer's and Donna's murders down in Tulare County, um, that may take a little longer for history to prove who did it, and it may or may not have been D'Angelo. But the thing is, it is a sign of the times, and it is part of the pain that that community went through. So no, guys, swear to God, we have your backs. We're representing, and I look forward to meeting Beth Snelling on Monday. We've already talked um, on social media, but I've thought about her so many times over the over the years, and so I'm just so happy that such a fierce group of people are coming together. And again, if you just if you aren't there, if you're streaming, if you want to stand, stand, baby. When it's when you hear something that makes you happy, stand or tweet it or celebrate it. But celebrate the survival. Celebrate the victory of our resilience. Celebrate the victory of you too. Got through this. It learned. You learned from it. It changed you. I know it changed a lot of people. It made us lock doors. It made us afraid. But this is it, baby. I want you to feel that exuberance. And that joy, and it has nothing to do with that asshat. It has everything to do with the power of our human spirit. And it has to me, it has everything to do with how we're even going to change our nation as we're looking for ways to do life better now that we've been woke, now that we're paying attention. And this case is just one other way we're paying attention to the inequities and the disservice done to women and what happens with sexual assault and what happens when one goddamn bad cop is allowed to re- uh, behave in a, a, unabated for for decades. And not that people weren't trying, but I mean, just this is our time. So please have that moment. And that's, that's the part that helped me get up this morning. The other feeling that I think um, I know I'm having, and I've heard from some others, and I don't know how this is sprinkled around, but that is a bit of nervousness. Just at the um, significance and and hugeness of what's going to happen here. I mean, this is a big deal. And there's going to be a ton of media. And media has been part of the world these last few days, as you can imagine. A lot of local media, but the big guns are coming into town. And I suspect we'll have international media here, as we have had before, because folks want to see what's going to go down tomorrow. And I, and I guess, mo- or Monday, and mostly it's just for history. I mean, I, I don't feel like, and it's not particularly justice, because I don't think we could really get justice in this case. And um, it's not particularly significant because this guy, friction-free, going right to a plea, bully for him. But it's important to record this for history, and it's important to know how we finally, I hope, put a fork in this crap and for a lot of us that we can move on. 
So that's that's what's shaping up, and it kicks off this afternoon with this um, just basically like an open house kind of thing. You know, for me, I get to we'll be in Chris's glorious back garden again. That garden to me, it's just so healing. And so that will be a big deal because that um, that it's it's been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming. So that's today. Then tomorrow, um, different folks are doing different things. More people are coming to town. I think Deb Domingo might get in tonight. Um, Jane, uh, Margaret, I, some of the others that you guys might know about. They're they're coming to town. They I think they come in between tonight and tomorrow. There's media in town, so I believe several folks will probably be doing media tomorrow, meaning interviews and things for stuff that comes out Monday or later. <clears throat> I choose to do media because I think it's really important to keep people's focus on the key elements of the narrative here, which is survivors matter, victims matter. Y'all can focus on serial killers, and I get that there's uh, interest in that. <coughs> That's Jen Can't Swallow coughing, not COVID. Um, but but what I care about, the reason I talk to the media, and I know I always, I tease myself about being a media whore, but that's because I know how the narrative works. And if you don't have folks out there that are helping shape the narrative, it will be shaped for you and it will be made up in your absence. And I really want any stories that going out there to make sure that they understand that this is this really belongs to the community, not just the survivors, but the community. And this is about healing all of us. There's no such thing as closure. That's some made up word. I'm pretty convinced now that's something somebody somewhere, maybe the psychologist made it up. I don't know, but closure is not a thing. Closure is like what you do at the end of the day. Ah, we're going to put this bar through closure. Closure is not a thing emotionally. What you do get is acceptance and you get um, calm. You get relief maybe, but you don't necessarily get closure. I, I think that's just a pretend, pretend concept. And it, it, it needs to stop. Like, we let's not talk about closure anymore. Let's talk about if you feel validated, if you feel seen, if you feel uh, what does justice mean to you. Those are worthwhile questions. And I think for me, and when I come out of this, as you know, I'm going to be focusing on what does justice mean to me and what does justice mean for all of us, meaning our society and what we can do as we reimagine America. So that's a lot where I think I'm going to focus which is interesting because it brings us to um, what happened to me yesterday in terms of my emotional, uh, my mind, my brain. Like I just said yesterday, I, my brain refused to cooperate. Like I had cognitive defiance. Is that a thing? Can one have cognitive defiance? Which basically means shit for brains. That's a beautiful way to say shit for brains. I couldn't think. I couldn't. I have not been sleeping as I've lamented. And so I started to take, and I did take a couple pills to help me sleep. And I had a friend out of the blue, and seriously out of the blue, text me and say, don't do what Michelle McNamara, don't let this get you. And I thought, and boy, no sentence has ever made me sit up faster and say, holy crap, I literally was doing that. I was medicating to try to escape for a little while. And I shared it with my daughter and I said, hold me accountable. Uh-uh, take all these pills out of here. I will just suffer and be sleepless. I would prefer to be sleepless and myself than to in any way put myself in jeopardy because the thing is, is the pills weren't working. 
there's this point at which you have so much adrenaline in your body that the pills laugh at you and go, ha ha, this is not going to work. And I definitely had too much adrenaline. I'm pretty convinced that's been a lot of my problem is that I'm just kind of in a hypervigilant state right now as we get to this because I just want to get it to be done. And also because I've been going back and forth um, with the um, HBO team about some things that are in the documentary that I would like to have removed. And that has been really emotional for me. I, I don't even know that I, I always think I'm so smart and that I can always handle these things. Couldn't handle it, cannot handle it, and not handling it well. So I'm still talking with them about that, um, which is fine, but it it's the impact it had on me, like holy smokes. And then, and then there's other nonsense that um, I haven't talked about a lot on the podcast. I wrote about it in a blog, but there's some other nonsense that other people who tend to wing in and out to just, I call it the sprinkles of my life, to add a little flavor, color, and annoyance on top of everything else going on. And that reared its ugly head back up this week. <clears throat> and um, and I don't want to say much more about it because I don't want to fire her back up again, but let's just say that it's somebody who's pretended to know me who doesn't. And anybody who knows my story probably knows who I'm talking about, but you can go to the Lawyer's Daughter blog and do a little sleuthing and you can figure this out. There you go. Or just ask a friend. Uh, anywho, that woke up this week as well, but hopefully that's just gone quiet again. At least it has in the last day and a half, so thank God. But it it is a roller coaster. And all I want to do is get to Monday. Like I literally have planned my life for Tuesday forward because I just want to get Monday done. So you may have heard or going to be, oh, and I did sleep yesterday. Did I say that? I'm sorry. At the point at which I got that message, it said, don't pull a Michelle McNamara, like don't hurt yourself. I then shifted. Somebody told me, and whoever you were, I can't remember who it was. Somebody said, remember to do your breathing exercises and listen to breathing meditation. Oh, I know who it was. It was Dawn told me that. Do some breathing and listen to breathing meditation. So I did. And I swear to God, we all know it works. Why do we not do it? Why do we forget to do that? Why do we put that off? So I did, in fact, do that. And then I passed out for three hours, which was everything. It just, ah. Uh, and then I still slept last night because I think I actually got the adrenaline to leave my body. So if you're fighting the adrenaline, go use the anxiety stuff, the tools that we all know we have. Don't forget to use them. Why is it when we're in anxiety, we always forget to use our tools? So I used my tools and that made a big difference. And I that's how I'm better today, just in case the rest of the story. Use your anxiety tools. It's They're, they're, they're there for a reason. Okay, so now we're going, we're looking at Sac State on Monday, my alma mater. That's where I got my master's degree in communication studies. And some of my best professors were there because they were both practice. You don't care about this, I know, but I just have to tell you. Some of my best professors were there because they were practitioners as well as teachers. So unlike at UC Davis where I was with research people who always had theories, it was so cool to be at Sac State where my professors were practitioners and because it's the capital, they were practitioners with connections. Like like one of my advisors got, went on to change healthcare around Sacramento, Marlene von Friedrichs Fitzwater. Yeah, that's her name. It's long. But she, and she's won awards for her incredibly, incredibly good work. And then Barbara O'Connor sat on the board of AARP. She was a big um, heavy hitter in Sacramento in the political arena and 
uh, we happen to share politics, but I, I, they were great teachers. They were great teachers. Um, and so I feel really good about going to Sac State. And I think we'll be in a ballroom, which probably means <laughs> this is all that matters to me. We'll have bathrooms inside, so we won't have to be screened to go in and out. Because sometimes going to the bathroom is all you've got is a way to get away from everybody else and sit in that stall and have that moment of privacy. Our phones will have to be off when we are in the air quotes courtroom. So I cannot tweet during, but I can treat from the bathroom, I think. So if you if I get away, I'll be able I'll send something out. Otherwise I won't tweet. I I mean that's not the most important thing for Monday. So believe me, I have my priorities straight. But we're set and uh and I'm and I just have to stay healthy till Monday because they're gonna do a temperature screening, of course, which I always find I mean, I guess it's important. I know it worked really well in other countries. We just haven't done it very well here. But yeah, we don't want anybody sick coming in, but it's kind of a moot point because we're going to just be in a sea of people anyway. So uh, it is going to be a mask. I'm wearing a mask today because we're seeing lots of people and there's no way I want to make anybody sick. And we have a lot of people that are older. And then I will for sure be wearing that mask on Monday. Absolutely. Because again, well, so... um, one of the victims is coming who is re- recovering from surgery. Uh, victim number one, she's coming and she she just had surgery a week ago. So, but she wants to be there. I don't blame her, but I want to put her in a bubble. I just like, oh my God, you just had surgery. This is so bad. And, and so, you know, we visited her on Thursday. It was so good to see her. I haven't seen her in a long time, but She's coming, and I don't know if she'll stand up, but she's going to be there. We told her about it, although she had just taken her pain medication. So we'll remind her about it. Don't worry. We'll remind her on Monday. So it's shaping up, and uh, then the plan is that on Tuesday, I'll have that Zoom get-together. Anybody else, if you... So the best way to participate in the Zoom, not only do you need to register, you can go to jcarroll.com, and the link is there. I had to just put it in a common place so everybody could find it. The registration link is there. But also, um, if you watch, so you can watch on streaming, it's everywhere, but I'll try to get it posted again tomorrow as well. I just haven't really been on the computer yet, but I'll get that link to the streaming of the of his plea court session, whatever we're calling it, the circus, Xanadu, whatever you want to call it. I'll make sure I also have posted that link uh, in all my places so you can find that, but watch. And then what'll be interesting, I think, is when we talk about it on Tuesday, and I really want to talk, I want to have a discussion. So please come. I'm interested in how you see it from your point of view. So everybody has their own, um, in coaching talk, we call it uh, glasses that we look through the world, our own filters. I will be really interested to see and hear how you guys saw the events based on your filters, because we all experience the world differently, right? So I think that will be for a really interesting discussion, and I can tell you what was happening where maybe you couldn't see. Apparently, we're going to have big, giant screens in the room so we can see D'Angelo, because we're all worried about that. Like, can we even see him? now? On the other hand, now I'm like, oh my God, I don't need to see him wall-sized. Gross. But welcome to life in 2020, where everything's wonky. So we'll have that. That means that tells me, though, that you guys should have a good view if you're watching streaming. So I'll be very interested to see how you hear the world and see the world um, through your lenses. And then we talk about that on Tuesday. In fact, last night, Friday night, the Friday yesterday, my day when I was cognitively impaired, um, I got a call late in the day from Brendan Cochran. And 
If you don't know that name, I actually interviewed him over on the Life Coach Pod, my pro, my life affirming stuff that I do versus the lawyer's daughter. The and Brendan is a movie producer and has made movies and he writes and he but and and what I find interesting about him is he he committed a felony and was incarcerated. So he actually knows all of the stuff. He he called me for a different reason. He called to tell me he wanted to do another uh, Life Coach Pod interview, and I'm like totally down, dude. But and then I go you didn't know that you called me to be my therapist. And I'm getting better at looking at the way the universe is putting things in front of me and then just recognizing that that's happening potentially for a reason. Like it's this opportunity. And I go, Brendan, I think you were supposed to call me tonight. And he, we we had such a good talk. He actually helped me think through some of the confusing thoughts I was having and some of the some of the issues like around this Orange County article that came out yesterday. So if you aren't, if you haven't been following the bouncing ball, there's another, there's a storyline that is not necessarily um, heading into Monday, a big deal. But on the other hand, for me, it's a huge deal. It's a big, big deal for me personally. And that is that Orange County released those files to Michelle McNamara. Yesterday, there was an article in the Orange County Register, and some people have shared this. So look around or go to the Orange County res, uh, Register, and Nick Garda, G-A-R-D-A, published an article about a lawsuit that's been filed in Orange County by a defense attorney. So defense, the one who represents defendants, has filed a lawsuit against Orange County that they have been derelict in taking care of records, files, and that and and information that has to do with convicting people. It's super complicated. There's a 113-page document that's the filing that went with it. I have I could not read it yesterday. That's why I called, I called down to have the reporter tell me what it was about because I honestly did not, I couldn't, I just couldn't because, again, I had that brain problem. So he explained to me the big, big, big picture and that this suit comes from this defense attorney because the defense attorney is finding that he, in order to defend his clients, he's not getting the information he needs or the information he needs is wrong or, or, or. Now that's all documented. So I, I'm going to badly represent that. You really need to go look at the article yourself and look at the document yourself. And potentially I'll take another look at it when I, when this is like Tuesday or beyond Tuesday or Wednesday or sometime just not now. Um, But I'm going to go take another closer look at it as well because it's extremely interesting to me. And because Orange County let go of those files, I've personally had to be put through a hell that I didn't need to go through. It's a long story and I'll tell it later, but it caused me to have to deal with shit. When I posted about having to learn more about my dad and Charlene's murder than I needed to know, that's why. Because I was trying to understand what had gotten out and what was true and what was not true. So that's been my journey this week, which has been rough. And I will never, ever, ever share what I learned because nobody needs to know it. Nobody. Nobody. In particular, my family. And that's how it should have been. That honestly is how it should have been until I found out that those files had been leaked, made available. Um, I, I didn't know. I didn't read the McNamara book. I just didn't know. So this lawsuit in Orange County is a big deal. And of course, I was super concerned that it could compromise Monday. Now, I've been reassured, no. 
And I'm going to ask the question, and I hope nobody kills me on my prosecutorial team for asking this out loud on my podcast, guys. But I got to tell you, this is the question that I sat with all day and why my brain basically stopped working yesterday. The question is, is there any chance this plea is happening because those files were leaked? That's the question. That's the question. Are we taking a plea because the case has been compromised? Again, I I don't think that's true in Ventura. I do not. I feel like I know my prosecutor and my district attorney well enough at this point that we've been through enough that that's absolutely not the case for Ventura. But I don't know beyond that. I just don't. And I think we may not know now. We may not ever find out. Maybe it's not why we're taking a plea. Maybe it is. I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of scared to even ask the question, right? Because it's, it's a bloody awful question to ask. And yet there's been such, hijinks is not the right word. There's been such dereliction of duty that I'm, and it, and it has directly, directly impacted me. So don't anybody, don't anybody presume to tell me that they care about the victims. They care about catching a guy. And this myopic, myopic driven need to catch the guy has created, um, unintended consequences. Let's just put it that way. That's maybe the best way to say it without saying anything big. But there's absolutely been unintended consequences and it has affected victims. And I know because I'm one and it affected me in a way I never expected. I didn't see coming and that knocked me down. And so we're going to leave it at that right now. But that's why I had, this week has been hard. I just, I'm sorry that I'm the idiot that I didn't know that this was like published in Michelle's book. I didn't know that. I didn't read the book. There were some reasons I didn't read it, but I didn't read the book. And so I didn't know that was there, but it was, it's blatantly um, outlined in the book. Had I known that, I might have made a big deal about it sooner, but I didn't. So yeah, it was, I was this many days old, as they say, when I learned that Orange County gave my family's open case file away. A case file I'm sure they had based on jurisdictional courtesy share the details of these crimes so that we could catch the bad guy, but that should never have left the office. Honestly, we got to look at how we treat case files going forward differently. I understand there's a whole industry right now and you all can decide if it's entertainment or if it's really crime fighting. I've often believed the people that I know and that, like I said, the people that I'm associated with really are interested in crime fighting. But maybe not if this is what's going to happen is that the police let go of these things to people who are clearly not capable of keeping this information to themselves to catch the criminal, but instead have now used it for as fair trade in, in and are making money off of it and everything else. I mean, dang, just dang. So again... I'm going to put that over there and I'm going to leave it over there and we'll revisit that later because I'm trying to get a lot more information from people who know much better than I so that I don't overextend here and stick my neck out. I want to make sure that I know what I'm talking about because I don't in any way want to impugn anyone's character until I can make sure that 
uh, that mistakes were made. But I do know with the filing of this case down in Orange County, it is not the first time that Orange County, um, I don't even know who to refer to, the Orange County law enforcement has has made this kind of um, mistake. or and, and, or was it a mistake? It feels intentional, but um, I don't know. I just don't know. So I cannot, I cannot, uh, I don't want to put my neck out right now until I get much more information. So I'm trying to do that. I've got calls to Oh my God, I've got so many calls out and so many people that are trying to help me make sense of what's going on and why and who and and why. I came and why. I keep coming back to and why. Why did I have to have my guts ripped out and my heart broken because of this? Why? Why? No matter what, if you care about true crime, if you care about the victims, you're on the right side. The crimers are always going to be out there. We're always going to have criminals. And unfortunately, Unfortunately, they become famous or infamous, but behind, always behind that crime, there is someone whose life has been turned upside down. And I will remember that till the day I die. And if, if I can possibly move forward in this world advocating for that, I will, because it's rough, guys. It's rough. And as a victim, you kind of don't have much power honestly, you just don't. The crimes are charged on behalf of the people of California. Um, and the courtesies that you get come at, at at the behest of the people involved. So I happen to have an incredibly great DA and prosecutor. I just, I'm blessed. I have such great people. I mean, great humans, ethical, principled humans. And so that has made a huge difference for me. But there's a lot of them out there that aren't ethical and principled or have other agendas, have personal agendas, have political agendas, have whatever agendas. I mean, that's what's going on right now, right? In America, we're finding out that all these people have these very personal agendas that aren't necessarily about the thing that they're supposed to be caring about. Oh my God, listen to me. I just sound terrible, but it's been hard. And, and, and you know, it's just because I, it, if I didn't live in this world where my brain thinks like this, it'd probably be a lot better. But I do. So I will soldier on and I will try to find out what's true and who's responsible for what. Okay, so that's your Saturday update. I want to just make sure you know what's going on because this is kind of it. Like as we're heading into it, you might as well know how, how things are breaking. I will hopefully get a chance to talk to you maybe Sunday night before I go in on Monday. And then, of course, I'll follow up on Monday. Hang in there. I feel you guys. I feel you. I feel you so much. I, you guys are sending me amazing messages. It matters. It's awesome. It's supportive. Every good thought matters. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's everything. All right. I will talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Uh, you guys are everything.